Not only is he Zach Willis, expert on football here on Sports Talk, but tonight he's Zach Willis' birthday boy as he joins us for a few minutes to share his thoughts on today's game. And welcome in, Zach. You know, you only turn 40 once, so enjoy enjoy the day. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Well, it's actually tomorrow, but thank you very much, Phil. I'll try to. Oh, see, my source told me it was today. Well, I bet I know who your source was, and they just want to make sure they get it in there. But yes, I'm the birthday boy all day tomorrow for my family and friends listening out there. It's my day, and I take full advantage of it, as they know. (laughs) So let's see. Tomorrow is the uh, 30th. So your parents just couldn't wait like one more day to have you on. New Year's Eve, or two more days to have you could have been like the first baby born of the new year. Hmm. Well, I always heard you save your best for last, and I'm about as close to last as I get when it comes to that. So that's probably the <laughs> consolation I take away from that. All right. Well, hang on. We have a special treat for you. Before we get into your analysis, we have a special, uh, a special oh, treat. Boy. So here we go. Three, two, one. Pat, hit it. Everybody sing. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Zach. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. to you. That's the Sports Talk Orchestra. Uh, very good orchestra. And they'll be performing yeah. at uh, New Year's Rocking Eve in uh, in New York. In Times Square, so the Sports Talk <laughs> Orchestra. Okay, happy birthday a day early. Well, thank so, you. So, and a happy day for Clemson. Though it looked it looked dismal after that touchdown, that kickoff return, it looked pretty dismal. You know, Phil, this was a, a huge win for them from a standpoint of, uh, I don't rec- say character building. This program's had that kind of character for a decade now or more. Um and honestly, probably anybody out there that doubted them got kind of got taught another lesson about Dabo Sweeney and what Clemson Tigers stand for. Was it pretty? As a coach, absolutely not. But, man, those kids kept getting up off that mat and keep, kept fighting. And to credit Kentucky, too, it was just who had the ball last. And it was like two big-time heavyweights years ago swinging for the fences in the 15th round when they went 15 rounds and could go that far. Um, you know, it was like, you know, Ken, Ken Norton, Larry Holmes, if you remember that one, that was a great one, yeah. a thriller in Manila, you know, the, the really good heavyweight fights. And that's what we saw, probably the best bowl game of the year. I can't imagine one being better. It's going to be as good as any they have. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about a couple things. Number one, was this the game where Cade Klubnick kind of grew up and lived up to what Dabo Sweeney has been saying just trying to tell people about expectations and it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Well, uh, that last drive in particular, um, is that what you can look for? But number two, do they still have to do some things in the offense to make, to make it so he can, he can, um, be that big time quarterback? Is he, is what they're doing right for what his skill set is? You know, Phil, we were, as you and I do often, we talk during the games. And I, I was just like, I couldn't, if I'd have been at the stadium, 
um, where I could have seen what kind of routes they were running early in that game, he was standing back. Sometimes seven or eight seconds to pass the ball, couldn't pull the trigger, wouldn't pull Mm -hmm. the trigger. And, you know, I don't know which one it was, but he was very, very reluctant to throw the football. It was almost like he didn't know what he was looking at or, which I kind of doubt that, or he was being too cautious with the football, which I lean more that way. And you made a real astute comment at the end of the game. He looked so good on that last drive, and I think he just quit thinking and just started playing. And if he can, if if he has indeed turned that corner and quit thinking and just started playing, then yes, I think I think it's a huge deal for Clemson because they have not had that kind of quarterback play since Trevor Lawrence left. Um, I don't know they've been through uh, you know they've been through offensive coordinators now and tried to change some things around. It looked to me like there were times times this kid's got a great arm. He's very athletic. He's a real athletic kid. He's got real good character. You can tell that, by the way. He carries himself. He's a really tough kid. He's a team guy. He's got everything you need except, I think, at times not enough self-confidence or he lacks understanding the system. And I throw that out there just to keep the options open and be fair. But, man, he – End of that ball game, he was not going to lose the game. He did whatever he had to do and really had a heck of a drive at the end of the game to win and had some really, really good throws on that drive that were fit in the tight spaces, made great reads, and didn't hesitate at all. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully, and bad it'll be bad news for ACC and everybody who plays Clemson. If he plays like that, uh, they're going to they're be just as good as they've ever been. And a win like this – and finishing a season with five straight wins and winning nine games uh, for the 13th mm-hmm. straight year. These are all positives that they can harp on. I mean, as a former coach, when you have to deal with an off season, boy, what is the, what's the difference when you got a positive finish like this compared to, say, the complete opposite where, you know, you lost your last three or four games or you lost the last one and you got a, you know, an off season to kind of, deal with the the aftermath of that the the mindset difference do, do you really see that in the work ethic of your players or is that just coach speak and it eventually fades away they're going to work hard anyway in the offseason well it's, it's a little bit of both and i think in the, there's some people that don't have the ability to motivate like a dabbo i'd put dabbo swing in a category with lou holtz and the fact that you know you can guarantee two or three huge wins every year just because these guys are in Incredible motivators are incredible human beings, and they legitimately care about their players on a very personal level. I'm not saying all coaches don't care, and of course mm-hmm. there's some that don't. But for the most part, everybody has some level of care for their kids. Dabo, deep, I truly believe, deeply personally cares about his, his players, and you can see it in, in when they make mistakes. He never, he may say, "Hey, we screwed this up or screwed that up," but he never gives up on kids, and. He stayed by Klubnik's side. He was his biggest cheerleader, and he was proven right today. Uh, in, in, in that drive, they said, hey, the commentators actually said, well, this is what Dabo says this kid's got this in him. I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm going to have to see this because he's, he's been very tentative all day, uh, and he pulled it out. He did exactly what his coach said he would. And for the psychology professors and students out there, this was a pure um, – Proof, living proof that the Pygmalion effect, you can talk about somebody and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, in this case in a positive way. 
that it does work. Uh, and Dabo Sweeney is a master of that approach. Uh, Jimmy Johnson of Miami, the Miami Hurricanes and Dallas Cowboys was the other one I remember. Uh, and I used it a little bit with a few people along the way in my, my lifetime. And one of them's healing up from an injury up in Minnesota right now that turned out to be a pretty good quarterback. You have to speak positive into people's, people's lives, positive things as a coach if you really want to impact them. And I think Dabo does a heck of a job of that. And I think Shane Beamer's doing that in South Carolina, to be, to be honest. I've been very happy with what I've seen there. But, man, um, that Kentucky team they played today did not want to lose. And all the credit in the world go to Coach Stoops because those kids were outclassed from a talent standpoint. But, man, they had just as much guts as anybody in the country and almost beat a very good Clemson team and really made them look bad at times, really outcoached them. But Clemson would not lay down, would not allow themselves to be beat. Well, we're going to let you run. But one thing here, too, you know, Sweeney can look at his team and say, my quarterback I recruited, my running back I recruited. Kentucky's yep. quarterback was a transfer. Their running back yep. was a transfer. you got to believe he gets a little extra satisfaction knowing that his his own developed players win these games. You have a great new year. Happy birthday. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zach Willis. We'll be back.